doing that, I was face to face with it. It was holding me by my throat. And it felt like it was sucking something out of me. I probably should have been more scared than I was when I witnessed the exorcism. I turned and looked on my right side. When I did, there's, there's a beam on the side of the tree, a large beam. It's looking at me and I'm looking at it. After I hit the lock button and looked back up, I saw red eyes staring back at me. That they're going to show multiple gods all over the earth, be able to speak in people's languages. And at that point, it kind of converge into this one entity, which will be revealed as extraterrestrial. You'll realize that aliens are the gods of old. And at that point, it'll wipe religion out of the context of humanity. No, it couldn't have been a person, I know that. I know that people can't run through the woods like that. So this thing comes into view, and I see it. It's 50 yards away from me. It's walking. It's walking on two legs. It's huge. This is a big, hairy-looking being. And then, September 10th, in Dwajak, Michigan, I'll be hosting Bigfoot and Brews at the Sister Lakes Brewery. Tickets are on sale now. All the info you need is at bigfootandbrews.com. One of the guests, one of the special guests that's going to be at Bigfoot and Brews is actually Bodine the Bigfoot. Now, Bodine has an interesting backstory. He, uh... He's a little short of stature. He's a, he's a wee lad when it comes to these cryptids. And he was somewhat ostracized by his family and his community. And he, uh, he decided to start picking up, hanging out with us normal folk. Now, one of his handlers is tonight's guest. So if you would please... Give a warm, uncomfortable welcome to Mr. Jay Lynch. Jay, welcome to Uncomfortable. It's great to be here, man. It's good to see you again, too. It's been good to been, see you. Been almost a year. Yes. I missed the uh, West Branch this year. We didn't make it. I, yeah. I felt bad about that. It looks like it was a great turnout. Yeah, it was uh, It was really nice. Uh, it was a nice event. I think we had, it was someone in the neighborhood of 85 or 90 people uh, hey. in attendance. And we had Daniel Perez, we had uh, Gabe Heiss from the east side of uh, Michigan, uh, the Detroit area, he spoke. Um, I got to host the uh, the town hall, which my last week's episode was one of the gentlemen that uh, was, uh, I think he was the first speaker at the town hall, which he, he did a great job on the show. We had a nice, uh, good, good solid hour with him. Um, and then Ken Gerhard 
was, uh, I, I guess you would say, was one of the co-main speakers there, and he did a real nice presentation as well. It, it looked like we missed out on a great time. We, uh, we've had a heck of a schedule this year, so we've kind of ha- missed out on several events that we want, that we done last year. But uh, but that, but that happens, you know. We kind of all over the place with what's going on. Everybody trying to get caught up to speed from what happened over the last two years. Trying no to be kidding. Resocialized and reintroduced to society like a human being. <clears throat> For me, <laughs> you use that term loosely. Oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> So, I, I use it very loosely. <laughs> so, Jay, uh, do me a favor tell tell the folks um, tell the folks about Bodine. What's what's he been uh, what's he been up to this past 10, 10 or eleven months that uh, since I've seen him last? He's been absolutely crazy. He's had uh, we we kept him pretty much on the road uh, till oh almost. January of, last, of this year. I mean, he was on the road almost all the time. We ended up in Iowa. He's uh, been picked up, though, as the uh, spokesperson and the uh, main character to represent Squatch GQ Energy Drink. And that's really exploded. He's really starting to take off the energy drink. Is He's actually going to be on all the cans. And they, they've now got a line of sodas. He's going to be on all the bottles. Oh, nice. And, yeah, working on actually working with a group. And uh, we're getting ready to uh, launch... Uh, a lot of potato chips and snacks and stuff that he <laughs> so, really, yeah. But Squatch GQ Energy Drink and and is, is absolutely taken off. That the drink itself is phenomenal. It is it's got, great. I can say that from personal experience. You guys, uh, when I first met up with you guys uh, early in the day up in uh, Ann Arbor, um, yeah. You know, I heard somebody say it tasted like sweet tarts, and I love sweet tarts. And I'll be damned, man. That was. That was good, and I think I even had the uh, the sugar free one, and I was impressed. That was yeah, good stuff. And they don't have that uh, acidy aftertaste like a lot of the energy drinks do. Yeah, they're really and they 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 have that tartness that hits you a little bit. My wife always says it's like you took uh, green and yellow sweet tarts and put them in a a sprite because yeah. it does have a bit of a bubbliness to it. Yeah. It's it's got almost the only thing that it's got caffeine in it is the taurine, one of the ingredients because it's naturally in the taurine. But it's mostly uh, B6 and B12 things, that, that have the nutrients that get you. I mean, and heck, I forgot. They even launched a thing with uh, vitamins. We got vitamins and whey proteins and creatines and proteins <laughs> and all the cancers and all that stuff. So, I mean, he's he's going he's, deep. He's hitting the town. <laughs> has, has he been hitting the gym, though? Oh, yeah. Has they he? got him working out on there in his bibbed overalls even. He's still in the gym in his bibbed overalls. <laughs> You better watch out, man. I mean, one of these days he's going to end up shaving all that hair off and just show how buff he is. Oh, he better not, man. He wouldn't be a big foot. He's like one of us. He, he's, he ain't six foot tall. He's he's one of the short fellers there. That's why he got kicked out of the Bigfoot community. They didn't, well, he didn't get kicked out. They were making fun of him. And he felt he just needed to go and find where he fit in. And he found me and Jason, and, yeah, he fits in with us. He, he's a little <laughs> sensitive then, huh? Well, he got tired of it and saw he just find his little way and – and he, we, every once in a while, we're getting ready to go. Actually, we're getting ready to go back out in the woods with us. He's actually going to try to see if he can't call in some of his relatives and stuff with us and, and do a Bigfoot hunt with us. Oh, really? So, Bodie's going to try to take us back to some of the places he used to be when he was still, before he joined us in the crowd. That's awesome. Now, I mean, he's, so, you, so, you found him in uh, what part of Ohio? Southwest Ohio. Southwest. Look at that. I mean, yeah, he's even got bobbleheads now. He's got a bobblehead. <laughs> So if, if, if people are interested in, in finding out information about Bodine, uh, where can they go? 
Uh, he's got his own Facebook page, his own Instagram page. You can also find him on LEP Productions Facebook page and and uh, LEP Productions oh Instagram. Uh, he's also like I said, you can find him on Squash GQ Energy Drink dot com or Squash GQ Energy Drinks Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> he's he's showing up everywhere. He's just going crazy. He's a social squatch. Oh, he loves it. He loves the attention. He loves being out with people. He loves getting his picture taken with people. He's He's made up with kids big time. I mean, he's he's very family friendly. He's he wants to meet everybody from from the smallest to the biggest. And that's why I decided I, I had to have this guy. I had to have him at my my uh, Bigfoot and Bruce because you know some people get a little squirrely about having people dressed up like Bigfoot because I think it's you know take it away from the the subject matter and it's making light of it or anything. But this guy is something else. I mean, he's it's not uncommon. I mean, I turned around, I turned around, uh, what was it? West branch last May. Uh, and, and he's, he's getting into wedding photographs with, uh, some wedding party. And, uh, I see this, I see him running after this group of little kids and they're all tear assing away from you. And, and I turned my head and I looked back and it wasn't two seconds later. Bodine is running across the field and he's got 30 little kids running after him. So, you know, he's, he's just a lot of fun. Um, he's great with taking pictures. He photo bombs, uh, getting personal pictures with him. Is, is just a, just a great guy. Great, great. I, what, what would you call him? Great. Last year. He's a great, he's a great ape. <laughs> he's yeah, a great squatch. But two of his favorite pictures from last year was, uh, the one with the wedding party there at, uh, West Branch. Yep. Is it the West Branch? Good thing. He was, they saw him, they invited him over because, we wouldn't let him go over there. He wanted to go crash. I'm like, you know, you can't do that. This is not right. Until, until he got a personal invite. Well, if you, if, if, yeah, if you interrupt the bride's wedding photos, you might get hurt real bad. So, but she and the groom invited him over. He stood right between the bride and the groom. He was right in the middle of it. <laughs> and then, uh, when we was at the one in Ann Arbor, the Michigan Bigfoot conference there, yep. King Gerhardt was sitting where he was, and they had the, the planners behind him and stuff. Cause they had that upper deck. Right, behind yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And Bodine got in behind him and, has somebody take a picture of Buddy, and he snuck up behind the Bigfoot hunter. <laughs> he's kind of proud of that one because Ken never saw him back here, and he's he thought he was uh, special because he got to sneak up on Ken and get a picture. So he's that way. Well, I can't that's, wait to see you guys. Uh, can't wait to see you guys in September, and by all means, you better have that that hairy bastard with you because uh, we're we're all yeah. counting on it. If we're going something like that, we I can't leave the house without him. He won't. Because he, he stays down here with me, and, and Jason's got Jezebel, the haunted doll, that stays at his house, and Je- Bodine stays down here. Because, you know, I live in Southwest Ohio, so I keep him close to his home area in case he wants to go home and stuff. So I have, thought, he, I have thought I might see you guys at uh, the Ohio Bigfoot Conference this year. We we uh, had contacted about coming in, and they said they had people already that's going to be uh, Bigfoot there. And I said, we're not talking about people being Bigfoot. We're talking about Bodine. He's He's Bodine. He's not a people Bigfoot. He's, right. he's Bodine. It's not somebody dressed up in a costume. Wow. They said so, but they said they had it covered, and uh, thanks for asking. So we didn't uh, go. I met I met two of them, and they were not Bodine. <laughs> let, let, me just, let me just uh, – we had a great experience there. Everybody at that lodge did a phenomenal job. The people that worked there were amazing. The people we met all day long were amazing. Um, I think – if I remember right, I think the total number for the people through the doors that weekend was 5,000. It's, it's a phenomenal event. It was, it was a great time. Um, got to meet, uh, 
some other podcasters uh, that I've I've had uh, association with it, and uh, man, it was just it was a great time. But their uh, their Bigfoot, <laughs> their Bigfoot uh, left something to be desired. In fact, um, now I will give him credit; he was quite large. He was, he was a very tall individual, but he came and and stood beside me at my booth. And my booth was right near the edge of a uh, a railing down to the, the floor below. Yeah. And he, he looked over at my son and I, and he goes, you guys want to see something gross? And I was like, mm, I'm not so sure I do. Yeah. And, and he took his glove off, his, his rubber hand, and he reached over the railing with it, and he poured it out. Ah. And there was sweat. I mean, like maybe a quarter of a beer's worth of liquid poured out of that hand. And I was like, dude, there's people down there. So that, that, that was the only thing that was not impressive about the uh, the day. Now, Bodine's hands don't come off to be able to do that. So, yeah, <clears throat> yeah well, he's <laughs> of his own. He really is. And he's he's just a lot of fun and he likes having fun. And you guys do some charity work with him as well, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. Anywhere we've had him in several different uh, charity events. Uh, they they asked if he could be there for pictures and stuff, and and we've actually showed up at a some people hit us up about coming to a kid's birthday party, and they was worried about you know because he's big, and it wasn't a get little enough kid like the one on the video where the kids were like five and six and seven years old. This kid was about. 13, 14 years old, and he's big, big foot and stuff. And, and, and he was able to make it, and he was a special needs kid. And Bodie was definitely made the appearance and stuff and went and had That's a good awesome. time. He's always supposed to be there for about 10, 15 minutes, and he was he wouldn't leave. He was playing on the slide and whatever else they wanted to do. And Couldn't get him out of there, huh? They tried to get him to dance. I can tell you right now, for Bigfoot, he has no rhythm. <laughs> he, he can't shake. No. <laughs> no. It's not good. Well, like like he said, uh, guys, if you're interested in, in finding out more about Bodine, uh, it, it's it's a click away because he's literally got everything, all the social all social medias. Um, you can go to LEP Productions. You can go. Uh, you can find him on Jay Lynch's Instagram. He's all over the place. So yep. when's when's that Squatch GQ gonna make its way over over into Indiana and Michigan uh, for sale? Squatch GQ is, is is we're in the final stages of talking with Walmart and a couple other places we're trying to get into. We're trying to we're trying to talk with Seven Eleven. Uh, we're talking with a couple other distributors. Uh, we've got it down now to where you can go to Squatch GQ Energy Drink, Squatch GQ Energy Drinks.com. and the lowest amount we can sell is a ten case minimum on the energy drinks. But you can mix that up between regular and sugar free. Uh, that's also we already got the pops on sale there. We're uh, getting ready to come out with. Bodine's going to have mountain spring water, cases of mountain spring water that he's going to be on and be working with and stuff. So, I mean, he just, he's hitting everything. If they, if they offer him a, uh, something to be on, he's like, uh, and <laughs> picture. You better watch it, man, because uh, it probably won't be much longer, and he's going to end up winding up being married to a Kardashian or something. Lots of luck with that with him. I'm he, He'll have to move out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jay. Let's get to uh, let's get to the reason why we got you here. Let's talk about first of all, first of all, let's talk about what's pissing you off lately. <laughs> well, 
Well, we can talk all about the things in society, but that's something I really don't like to get into because I really don't get into a whole lot about politics and religion. But when it comes to the, the paranormal, and I mean the whole paranormal community, I'm, I'm, I think the whole paranormal community is is the is the the spirits and ghosts, whatever you want to call it, and and cryptids and UFOs and urban legends. They all fall into the umbrella of paranormal to me because the definition of paranormal is anything you cannot explain scientifically yet. So you can't explain any of those. So they all fall underneath paranormal with me, but. So it seems like we're having a, a rash of people again trying to reinsert themselves or new people coming in trying to really assert themselves and be the next great thing and the animosities that are that are going and some of the personal attacks. And luckily for me, I've got to say that uh, in words, my brother, Jason Arthur, my partner with LEP Productions and stuff, my brother, the president of LEP Productions, surround, he always says surround yourself with good people, good things will happen. And that's exactly where we're at in our thing. But we're seeing some really good people being attacked in the cryptic community and in the paranormal community, and that just absolutely burns my ass. Because I'm I have never in my life shied from a bully. I've fought everyone I can find. Whether you want to do it verbally or physically, I used to not give a shit. Now I'm a little bit older now, so I don't want to do it physically. <laughs> so <laughs> discuss things out, and it don't have to go to that point in time. But if it does, then I guess I'll just have to. What was that my old man that said? Oh, I just let my alligator mouth up love the hummingbird ass. <laughs> But it's it's just that is absolutely just burning my ass. That people want to treat each other like that, and it, and and it does come from not just the paranormal community. It goes into our society. Where, but I think the problem with this got me more annoyed is that there are so many great people doing so many good things, but they're doing it so quietly, and the the quietly needs to stop. We need to make we need to stand out. Yeah. We need greasy will that gets the attention. Stop putting the the stupidity out there. And we know the mainstream media is not going to cover things like that. So we need to make sure that we share each other's stories. We need to build each other up. We need, that's how we use, that's how we are. It's happening every day. We know it is. This happens quite. Good people do good things because it's the right thing to do, not for recognition. They don't do it to be recognized. They don't do it to get the pat on the back. They don't do it for the accolades. They do it because it's the right damn thing to do. But we need to leave, have any people stepping up and leave by more of an example and showing those things. I'm not talking about going on. TikTok and showing how you donate some homeless person some money and so you can get clout. That's not <laughs> that's not doing anything to do something for the right reason. They're doing that for clout. There, there is a line right. there. Yes, that, and sh- that that's that is one of the most see through things. Oh. I, I just I can't I can't stomach it, and it, it's amazing to me that it has continued to to be so prominent. There's a few people that I, I kind of I dislike how they're doing it, but I like some of the things they're doing. They're taking money that and people are donating their money and instead of them pocketing it, they're giving it back out. And they're showing their their records of stuff with the money coming in and, and where they're donating it back out. So it's, they're they're proving that they're they're walking the walk. Yeah. They're not just talking the talk, they're actually walking it. And and I kind of hate that they're making a spectrum of it, but they're also it's not like they're taking the credit for it anymore. They're they're now using their platform to get things in to give out to help other people, and that's a whole that's a little bit different. Yeah. If you're just so you can get views and likes on that stuff, then yeah, I have a problem with that. But if you're actually doing it because you know that you've got X amount of people following you now, and these people are going to donate money, and you're going to take that donated money and give it back out, not pocket it, give it back out to help, then I kind of can see that one. I can work with that. One. But just doing it for clicks and likes and, and cloud, I'm like, key little. Mm. 
So what what got you into paranormal? My wife and uh, niece, because my wife's always been into it. She's always had abilities, and I've always used to make fun of them and stuff. And my niece wanted to go investigating, so we found a local place, Post Elementary. Actually, we went there for our first ever investigation, and they asked me to please be open minded and stuff because. I grew up hunting and fishing and farming and stuff like that, and I was just dismissive about things. There's things going on around me that I couldn't understand, didn't, didn't, didn't okay, there's people over here that should be, or a shadow, whatever, and I just go like, well, the way I was taught is above my pay grade, leave it alone, it's not my business. Right. So focus on what you can take care of, focus on what you can do, and do it. So I've seen a lot of things in my lifetime, and I just dismissed it because it's above my pay grade. We went investigating uh, Brian Hensley and Joe Kudo, my brother Joe, that's on our Serving the Pot podcast sure. with us. He was there. That's the first night I met him, and that was, oh, wow, 13, 14 years ago. So, and we were sitting there talking. We were on the front of the steps of the school, and we were investigating that night. And we, he, they sat there until 7 30 in the morning with me talking all night long. And finally, he got down to where Brian looked at me and said, So, you, you hunt fish, right? I said, Yeah. He goes, so if you go fishing all day long, you don't catch anything. I'm like, tap him many times. He goes, does that mean fish don't exist? And that simplistic way of putting that is like, you know what? All these things that I've experienced that I just dismissed because I didn't understand it. That could have been something more. And my rejection of it, my not acceptance of it and dismissal of it isn't what it was. That's just me. I was the problem, not that. So that just flipped my whole way of thinking about things and to open my mind up to it. And ever since then, it's been full bar. I I can't get enough information now. I can't talk. I did four podcasts a week for six years. I was on on Z-Talk Radio and uh, Paramania Radio and also on a Para Search Radio out of the UK. I was on three different networks. Wow. I'm based out of the UK. And I just couldn't talk to enough people. I couldn't understand. And when we started investigating for the first four years, we never investigated any place but the school. We became the home team for the school. And the, and the people that owned it, bless them, bless, let us stay there. And we ended up moving into it for four and a half years, living in the place. And, and the people that owned it and, and ran it let us stay there and help them with the investigations and all the events and stuff. But we stayed there because <laughs> I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn everything I could from everybody I could. And I'd say in, in that amount of time, we was investigating four to five nights a week and maybe two teams that entire time told us that we could have stayed and investigate with them. All the rest of them would invite us to stay and investigate. So I got to work with four to five different teams every week for four and a half years. Wow. So that many different people to yeah. cram all that in as much as I could. As I could, equipment that I couldn't afford and would never have thought about purchasing and stuff. Got to see how it worked. And then I started working with uh, TSP, the search uh, uh, existence unknown, which is out of Northern Kentucky. They don't even exist anymore. They still got a great YouTube channel. They're, all their videos are on there. Chris Maggard is the one that formed that group, and Patrick Shields. And, and I started working with them and filming with them on the road and doing some of the episodes with them the last couple of years and stuff. And then just learning. From, and just, I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a firm believer in. And working together. And that's why I said about earlier about why it gets me so mad when I see people bashing on people and trying to throw people under the bus. You're not helping yourself and you're not helping the community. You're helping your ego. Mm-hmm. This isn't about you. This is the paranormal everybody. I mean, we met people from India that I've talked with them and, and their beliefs and stuff about 
death and how they handle it and stuff and 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 just anybody anybody that wants to talk anybody want to work together i put out a post today on facebook about how i, I need to get out there i don't care whether it's encrypted ufo UFO, i don't care who wants who's got a story an urban legend who's got a story let's go investigate let's go research it. let's go find out what's going on yeah. let's go let's let's get out and do things i just that's how you learn do and, you have do you have a favorite topic do you have a favorite uh thing that you like to investigate Actually, I, I, I do more cryptids and, and, and ghost research and I don't know what you want to call it, spirit research or paranormal investigating, whatever. Paranormal, and I love when people say it's ghost hunting. Yeah, I'm a ghost hunter too sometimes. There is, it's because to me, there is a difference between a ghost hunter and a paranormal investigator. When I'm paranormal investigating, I'm more serious and I'm more trying to find evidence and, or I'm in somebody's home or something like that. When I'm ghost hunting, I'm, I'm out to have an experience. I can give a crap whether I catch it on film or not. I want that experience and I want that, 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 jump scare that of something happening there there is a difference but neither one were wrong neither one of them are bad yeah not in my book right yeah what I, do you what do you think about the uh the latest uh and, and i can't even say it's the latest but um the the prevailing um the prevailing production of of these ghost shows that are that are on tv now uh, where everything is a portal to hell or everything is a demonic spirit. Um, like throughout your, throughout your time of investigating uh, ghosts and supernatural uh, type, type haunting stuff, um, how many times have you come in contact with something that you felt was demonic or, or uh, an evil? Zero. Zero times. Zero. Not one time. I've, I've met some grumpiness, some grumpy old fart cut guys. Like probably well, freaking we, dead. <laughs> but you know, I, zero. I've I've not found anything even benevolent. I I, I <laughs> my wife hates it. She she gets mad at me every time I do it. It doesn't matter where we go. I do not wear any kind of protection, any kind of talismans of religious talismans or anything like that of any kind, whether it be Christian or pagan or whatever. I take no protection, no stones, no crystals. I say no prayers before or after any investigation. And I introduce myself at every location we go to. And it doesn't matter where we go. I've been in that prospect place where they say all this evil. And I've been in the basement. I've locked myself in there for, they locked me in there for over an hour. And they probably would have went longer than that. They would have come checked on me because I got bored and fell asleep. I had nothing <laughs> happen. But I, Everywhere I go, I tell them flat out, you can hit me, kick me, scratch me, push me down the stairs. You can channel through me. And if you think you can, you can possess me for communication. I've had nothing in 14 years happen. It's not because I'm trying to do it because I'm trying to be a tough guy. It has nothing to do with that. It has, I firmly believe that a lot of your experiences, and, and my good friend Callie Cheryl, she used to be the uh, resident paranormal person at the Stanley Hotel for years. She used to, she's the one who had the convention out there called Feel the Energy. And, uh, We've talked about it countless times. Me and her both agree upon it. We say it all the time. Sometimes, are you experiencing manifestation or are you are you manifesting your experience? Because the mind is a very powerful tool. And I've seen it happen where if you tell people enough times that at such and such time in this one room, a black shadow is going to come across the ceiling. It's Nobody's ever seen it before, but next thing you know, people are catching evidence of it because they're experiencing that manifestation of it. It happens to us a lot. And our interpretation of that experience is of our personal beliefs. 90% of the people that, that want to believe that there's something even demonic out there, every one of them, just about, 
are of some Judeo-Christian belief. There's some religions out there don't recognize demons and stuff. Right. So they'll say that they had a demon experience. But by our being Judeo-Christian, we think that we're right, and we that they're 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 not the true religion, and they're not following the true God, so they're wrong. But that's your own arrogance. That's your own personal beliefs. So to actually say, and I've done research with the Catholic Church. Less than 1% of uh, the Catholic Church even says that less less than 1% of, of any spirit out there would be evil. Less than 1% of the evil would be benevolent. Less than 1% of that 1% of that 1% would be demonic. It doesn't truly really happen that often. It really doesn't like people think it does. Yeah. But And, and that's that's the, the problem with these shows. Is every, everything is produced to to make you think that every experience these guys are having is is demonic, and and they're they're exactly what they are. Uh, reality TV is, has been reality in a long time. I don't, you can't find one reality TV show that's actually reality. They're right. all they're all scripted. I know countless of my friends that's been on my ghost stories and things like that. And every one of them can't wait for their episode to come out. And they're so happy for it. And they should be, they should be proud of that. But every one of them is upset. Well, that, that, that's not how it really happened because they always take the story and they move it around to where they think it's going to be more presentable to the audience. Exactly. Every one, of them's, every one of our friends has gotten upset about how their show was presented. And I'm like, but you signed a contract. Be happy that your story was told. Be happy that the location that you would bring attention to got the attention that it, that it deserves. Yeah. But the TV producers, once you sign that contract, they're going to do with your story as they see fit. They give a crap whether you like it or not. They can give two rats and asses in the hell about it. They don't care. Yeah. They have to make money. So they're going to produce it the way they choose to produce it. Good for them. Is there, any, is there anything out there available today that you think is probably the most accurate in the way it's portrayed on TV? Or do you think every one of them is just overly produced? The only I can honestly say that the only one I thought the state that I've seen, and it's only because I had personal experiences with it, is the one that Ghost Hunters did with uh, the Collingwood Art Center in Toledo, Ohio. Because I know that place, I know the story behind that place. So, with having that knowledge and seeing what they what they investigated, what they researched, what they found, and, and his, historical records and things. I know the place. I, I frequent the place. It's one of my absolute favorite places in the area. I love the place. It's, it's amazing. But they done they they done the proper justice to the place. They truly did. They 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 stayed true to what the experiences have been there and what people's found in historical wise. They found some more that I didn't even know about. It's been collaborated and, and collaborated. What well, can't even say the word. It's been it's been proven that they that their records that they found were that that we hadn't found before that they're right. So. Those things like that, so that gives me faith in, in all the episodes that they've done. If more people who, who know those locations would step forward and, and say, hey, yeah, this is true or that wasn't, that would help everybody a lot more. Yeah. So I would give them, but I can't say about the other episodes because I don't know the locations that they went that, that intimately. I do know coming with that intimately because of Jason. He's he's one of the people that helps all the paranormal stuff there. and He's one of the reasons why they even came there. He, he pushed for them to come there and, and tried to get them there for Three or four years before he finally got on there. So, I mean, he worked his butt off to get in there because the place is so amazing. And it's part of the community, so that all the proceeds went back to help to keep the place open for the community. So, Now, you earlier you said your your, part, your brother, your partner, Jason, Arthur, um, yeah. 
has a haunted a haunted doll. <laughs> is that is that a joke or is is that an actual? It, it, some people say it's a joke, and it, it is. We uh uh. <laughs> It, we started Jezebel. She's our haunted doll that we found in the bathroom. We call her, and she's she's got a little building for her to stay in when when she's traveling with us, kind of like Annabelle. She's Jezebel is Annabelle's uh, cousin, seventeen time removed from the back. <laughs> but uh, she's she's uh she's got her own little building to stay in, which is an outhouse. Travels <laughs> <laughs> in an outhouse with the salt and the protection and everything else on it to keep her. But she. She gets out of the outhouse and gets pictures with people and stuff. And there's several videos on our YouTube channel with her. We're, we've got a lot more coming out because uh, the last two years have killed us as far as that way. But we we do a lot of fun things with the paranormal also. We have uh, we have videos of Bodine where he's doing some different things. And he's been in a couple movies now. Yeah, he's actually been in a couple movies now. I forgot to tell you that. He's Is got he some, really? Yeah, he's got a couple small parts in some uh, James Balsamo movies. <laughs> so he's, he's actually been in some movies now. So he's... But it's just something we, we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, we need to make fun of ourselves more. Especially, Agreed, especially nowadays. In the world in itself, but in the paranormal also. Uh, it's, it's, I get made fun of all the time. When we go to events, and, and me and my wife, or me and Jason go to events, we're speakers and stuff, and we do it quite often. I refer to it, and I call it the uh, Monsters, Inc. theory. Because I don't care if you've been in paranormal investigating. I don't care if it... it you can't say it's never happened because I know it happened to just about anybody's been more than four or five times. When you're sitting around in the hallway and stuff, you guys are kind of taking a break and you're just kind of stopping. You haven't went back to the break area or whatever they have. And you're sitting there shooting shit, talking and laughing and stuff. You go back and listen to your recorders, you hear a lot of stuff going on around you. You hear a lot of EVPs in between your conversations. I, I call it the monster thing because when you're laughing and joking, just like in the movie, they've got more activity from the positivity that they put in the atmosphere than what they did the negativity. Interesting. That's an interesting take on it. I've seen that happen. We're having fun and jump scaring one another and goofing around. That energy, we've gotten quite a few, quite more interaction. We've caught more things on camera. We've caught more EVPs. Instead of putting all that negativity and all that doom and gloom, because the majority of the people on this planet right now are good people. There's always going to be bad people. There's always going to be evil people. That's not, you can't take that away. The people on this planet are good people. So, and the majority of people that live on this planet were good people, just trying to live their day, day-to-day, survive and take care of their family until their demise. So why all of a sudden when we die and everybody say, everybody tell you right now, you're going to be the same person in the afterlife that you are right now. Then how's come when we start investigating everybody's evil and everybody's bad? If everybody's, the majority of people are good, what? And we're all going to be the same person in the afterlife we are in the bad, so only bad people are, are hanging around? Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's your perception of what you want to experience. Yeah. A firm believer, that's what you want to experience. That's what you'll get. Well, if you go into, if you go into a haunted location, <laughs> excuse me, and you're, you're freaking yourself out because, you know, everything's scary and everything is, you know, this is, you're, you're, you have no choice but to allow yourself to fall into that, that, that sense of fear. And right. any, anything you hear, anything you see, you're naturally just going to migrate to that being, you know, something, something. It's, it's something bad because yes. that's your, that's your interpretation of what you're experiencing. I, that's my thing is I've been in, I've been in situations where they've locked me in places and, and 
you know, I, I told them they hit me or scratch me and stuff. People's like, oh, you got three scratches, you know, that that's that's the, the trinity and that's evil, not it up. Like, well, that's your personal belief because that's your religious background, your religious belief. Who's to say that, first off, they have no body. They have no form. So, therefore, if they're going to make a mark on you, it is nothing but an energy burst. And they have no actual form to scratch you. So how are they going to – it could be one, it could be three, it could be 20. You don't know what's going to happen yeah. when that makes contact with you. Your interpretation of your experience, you say, okay, it was bad or evil. Well, I sit there for 20 minutes going, if you can hear me make, make, make a sound or, or, or you can touch me if you want to, you can touch me if you want to. Then 20 minutes into it, they're like, they're frustrated. It's like, you're speaking Chinese and I'm speaking Russian. And I get annoyed that you're not understanding. I'm like, ah, that energy lashes out and makes contact with me. And now I interpret that contact. Oh, my God, it's a red mark. They scratched me. It's evil. That's my interpretation. That's how I handle the situation, how I'm perceived that I'm being attacked. Instead of going, you know what? What if that was them trying to find you? They're frustrated because I'm not hearing them. And that's just them just being frustrated and, and letting loose an energy burst and it made contact with me. And look, I asked for a marker, asked for them to give me their attention. Look, they gave it to me. They just want to communicate. But we don't. We go the other way. It's evil. It's bad. See, this is, this is why I was uh, was happy that you agreed to do the show with me because your um, your your freshness, your take on on so many of these things is so different than than what you get from any of these shows that people are accustomed to seeing. And you know, uh, quite honestly, even people that I know in in person that go and do these kinds of investigations, they're all they're all wrapped on, up in it as well. And it, it's, it's refreshing to see somebody because, you know, like I had some experiences after my dad passed away. Um, and I, I, I firmly believe that it was him. I firmly believe that it was his way of letting me know that he was still around. It was only for a short time. Um, and it wasn't immediately after he passed. This was, this was months after he had passed and there was, you know, six, eight months where I had a lot of things happening in the house. Um, but none of them ever made me scared. None of them were ever, Oh my God. You know, it was, it was not, I'm not going to go and say it was like, I wasn't laughing about them, but it was, it was not an uncomfortable situation either. Um, a little bit of a jump scare at the moment because you're not expecting it, but it's not like a jump scare where you're ready to run out of the house and you're terrified of everything and right, all that. Yeah. That quick little, oh my God, well, that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we had, you know, even when the kids were uh, younger, you know, we did some investigations at a local graveyard. And when we went there, I was very specific with my kids and, and the couple of friends that went with them. I said, listen, this is a resting place for people who have passed. So there's, you know, no, no joking around, no shitting around, no being disrespectful, nothing that, um, I don't want you guys doing anything that would be misconstrued as being, uh, disrespectful. Uh, you know, you respect the place that you're at, understand why the people who are here are here. And, uh, you know, <laughs> in, in the, in the period of a, three and a half hours, maybe at most, um, I got enough, I got enough evidence that 
I, all my questions are answered. Uh, I, I mean, I, you know, obviously we don't know what's on the other side and, and stuff like that, but I have no doubt that, that there are things that are able to reach out to us and, and make contact in some way, shape or form. I have no doubt. It, it's not even something I need to go do anymore because I've already between that and the experiences I had with my father when he passed away. Yeah. I'm, a hundred percent bought in. I completely understand. Yes, this is real. This is this is factual stuff. Now, I I, when people ask me why I'm still investigating after all this time, I said because I want to find out how there's a way to stay. So that way, I'm going to stay because I will be that guy that's going to mess with you every time you turn around. I will be, <laughs> and I, I want to make sure that I'm not going to be stuck. And, and I, I, I've never bought into that whole prescription that they're stuck in a place. I, I just can't fathom that. I can't. I can't understand why someone would think that something is stuck in a spot. Yeah. I, I, if you look at it in a Christian way, when I was raised Southern Baptist, if you look at it in a Christian way, God gives you free will, even the free will to deny him. So you're telling me that, that the entire time, my physical form, the short amount of time and the expanse of time that my physical form is acting on this planet. I have the, the, the free will to roam around anywhere I want to go, go where I want to go or anything else. And I'm going to stay here. Spiritual body is the only thing left it's stuck in this one spot and it can't go anywhere else. Huh? My free will as a spirit is my, as what he gave, he gave us that over his angels. That free will is taken away when my physical form dies. I no longer have the free will to go visit places that I loved when I was alive or people that I loved when I was alive. And I, I, I'm stuck in this one spot. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> now that's interesting that you bring that up because I, I want to get your take on, um, so, you know, like this school that you, you investigate, or there's, you know, there's several places throughout the country, uh, hundreds of places that are extremely well known for being haunted. So what's your take? Why do you think that those places remain so haunted? Why do you, why do you think there is so much spirit activity in those same places? Uh, there's, there's, there's a couple things in my book. Uh, like I said, are we manifesting our experience or are we experiencing manifestation? I think it's sometimes it's mind over matter. We're seeing exactly what we're hoping to see. That's why I have such a hard time with putting out any kind of evidence because everything I've experienced, and I've had some cool experiences, I used to dismiss my don't anymore. I can tell you what happened, and you want to believe it or believe it, that's your problem because I'm a firm believer that the only way I can take away my experiences is if I let you take it away from me. I don't give it. And I used to care what people's opinion was. I really, truly don't. This is what I happened. You either believe me or you don't. That's your choice. And I'm cool with that. I respect your opinion to disrespect mine. I'm good. Whatever. But I think sometimes it is us experiencing our own manifestation that, and we do create it. I think sometimes that it is possibly attachments to people that come along with us because we want to see this person. We want to experience that person. So we feel that we experience more. We brought their energy with us. And like I said a minute ago, Who's to say that when, when I pass away, one of my favorite memories was at that school and I, I enjoyed being there when I was a child. And I can't, who says I can't go re experience that and for however long I want to because time is no longer of essence to me. Time no longer matters to me because time is only a concept of our humanity right. and our physical form. It has nothing else to do with anything else once we're, our physical form is gone. So who's to say that I don't have a favorite camping site that I used to go hunting with my dad and all them, and I can't go experience all my loved ones that I used to go hunting with that are now gone, and we all can't meet up that thing like we used to and all sit around and, and re 
feel each other's energy and, and have that camaraderie again. I mean, like I said, you're, you're telling me that my physical form has free will, but my spiritual form doesn't. I just can't buy that. I can't wrap my head around a concept that now I have to go here. Or I have to go there. Or I have to stay here. I have to come on. <laughs> well, you know, so what we're, we're what we're talking about now would be considered like an intelligent haunting. Right. What What's your thoughts on, on something that would be considered a residual haunting? Do you, do you, do you put any credence into that? You know, just a, a burst of energy that uh, when the conditions are right, for whatever reason replays and is not a, is not something you can interact with or what will interact with you. I, I, I kind of had, I know opinion on that for the longest time. And because I didn't truly understand whether something could imprint itself like that. I have a good friend of ours that's uh, with uh, a paranormal group down in Cincinnati, uh, David Howard. He uh, actually went to the University of Cincinnati, took a bunch of different stones and crystals and all that rocks from around this area, limestone stuff, and see if they, they took them into where they could put energy into them and see if they would actually retain energy, and, and none of them did as far as what he could do in, a, in the school lab. So that would kind of, in his theory, debunk any of that, you know, to imprint energy into the thing. But I don't think that any kind of energy that we can produce is what we're talking about. Because if that was the case, then we could reproduce the energy of a spirit, and we would know for a fact what a spirit is or a ghost is, and we could prove beyond a shadow of doubt what it is and what we know we're talking about, but we all know that we don't. And, and, we'd, and we'd actually probably, if you extrapolate a little bit deeper, you'd actually be able to measure the energy of, of a person's spirit or soul. If right. that were the case. And we can't do any of that thing. So I kind of see where he's going with that. And I respect what he's doing because I respect Dave, but uh, I, I just, I don't fully buy into that conclusion. Uh, I can't think of being a residual thing or, or is it, is that's just our interpretation of it? What if they're actually going through their daily thing where they're happy and do what they want to do and they just don't really give a shit about talking to us? I mean, how many people walk by you in the streets or they like that that don't care that you're there? Just they're about everybody. <laughs> yeah, they go back and forth to work like they always do every single day, and they don't talk to you right now. So why do they feel they have the the need to stop what they're doing to talk to you when they're doing their own thing in their aftermath? Yeah. Just because we're there doesn't mean that they have to interact with us. And just because they don't want to interact with us doesn't mean that they may not be interacting with somebody else and having an intelligent conversation with somebody else. They're just not talking to us because they don't want to talk to us. So to me, that to say that they're well, they're stuck in a time loop. Well, they could be, or they could not give a shit about talking to me because I'm a smart ass. Let's be honest. <laughs> so I, I, I get it. Uh, I think Brad Kling is the one that was talking with us at one time. I know it was Brad was talking with us, but he was talking about, he was at uh, the Veluska Axe Murder House, and he was there when it was an investigation. He hollered, you know, he put out a bunch of, like, ah, because he can get real loud and stuff. He's a great guy. I love the way they investigate. I wish they'd actually get a show back because I thought they were some of the greatest out there. But quick kiss and ass, and let's go back to what I was telling. <laughs> he said about three months later, some people were investigating there, and they heard that sound, and, they, and there's people that knew him and recognized his voice and said, dude, we just heard you holler here. And they didn't know what he had done three months before that. So does it have to be? Interesting. Some, see, 
or some of this deceased energy, or is it just the fact that this energy that's been imprinted into that thing, and if conditions are right, it's going to be released. Interesting. Yeah, that's Brad and Barry are great guys, and I, like I said, I, I have a lot of respect for them. You know, that's 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 really stuff. interesting. Now that you say that, and I don't mean to interrupt you. Hold on to your thought, but if I don't, I if I don't, say, that's theirs. <laughs> if, if I don't say this, I'll forget my thought. Uh, I believe it was during a conversation with Cheryl Lynn Carter. Um, in my last interview with her, she said the same thing. She said she had gone to, I, I want to say it was, uh, going back to and revisiting a, a specific, um, serpent mound. And she, and she heard a conversation from the person that she was there with the previous time and heard his words repeated. So that that's an interesting that's yeah. an interesting little blurb there. So like I said, and by the way, that's not my story. That's that's Bradbury's story, and I don't want that big guy after me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a big boy. He's gonna hurt me real bad. <laughs> They're great guys, they are. And I I I they've been putting a lot of stuff out there. They've been doing a podcast and stuff again, and I hope they, they get picked up and do some more things. I liked the way they did Ghost Lab. They they were non-conventional, and I like non-conventional. Yeah. What about so, uh, what about tools? What about uh, like Ouija boards? Oh, I they're just a tool. Uh, have Have you ever had any kind of a um, or known of somebody that was um, reliable that has had a uh, an unfortunate incident using something like that? No, I my I I've got. Eight of them here that I get from my brother Jason. He makes custom uh, wooden Ouija boards. I've got eight of his, and he's got like fifty or sixty at his house. He has all conventions to sell and stuff. They're all, or he can make you actually a custom with your your logo on a board and stuff. It's they're amazing. Uh, I've seen people use them that I that I trust uh, and that they wouldn't be jackassing around. Uh, but I've also done research into like the uh, idiomotor effect. Have you ever heard of that? Say it again. Idiomotor effect. Now, I know I've heard that, but I can't place my. It's, it's a scientific, supposedly scientific thing that proves that it is your subconscious mind making very minute muscle twitches that's creating it to cause it to do these things. That you're actually, your subconscious mind is forcing it. And it doesn't matter whether you're talking about the Ouija board or pendulums or dousing rods and stuff, that your mind is creating the situation. That your subconscious mind is creating minute muscle twitches and things that you don't even feel or recognize to, to get the answer that you want. Interesting. Uh, that's how a lot of people in the science, scientific community will dismiss those things by using that. But all the data that I went back and researched and stuff and tried to find, nowhere have they actually, could I find that they actually wired somebody's mind, brain up with all the diodes and stuff to measure brain waves to see if that was truly happening. Because if that's happening, or they, uh, they've not wired like through their hands and muscles to see if they can detect any kind of movement of, of energy or anything like that. So, because if that happened, then you should be able to physically be able to read that because we have the, the technology now to do that. Yeah. So nowhere have they actually done any that I can find. I'm not saying they haven't, that I have found so far that they have actually done any kind of scientific thing to back up that theory. It's no different to me right now at this point stage than being a theory because they have not done any proven scientific fact behind it. <clears throat> now you, you might know something about this. You might not. Um, and the only reason I bring it up is because my son is a geologist. He is a trained 
scientific mind and he has he has actually used dowsing rods in a in an investigation not not in a paranormal way um in a uh, in the investigation of a, a property that um somebody was going to build on and they were looking for water yeah and it worked and it worked uh, yeah i knew exactly what he was going with that because i'm an old country boy my family's in the back i mean my mom's family's from here in ohio farming my dad's family's from down in kentucky farming uh, we would use uh, certain type of tree limbs, too, to do the same thing. They had to be like a big, giant Y shape, and they would bend. Uh, my uncle still does it with, with uh, regular steel rods or with, uh, like dowsing rods like he used now with the copper and all that stuff. We call it well witching. So as soon as somebody, when I got involved in Pernod, like, I would go use dowsing rods. I'm like, all right, y'all trying to find water? <laughs> because that's something in, in, in those country communities that that's, that's well known, that you yeah. use those things. Fine. We're going to drill a well or dig a well or whatever. That's you need to find water. You 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 do well with you. That's what it was called. So when I first got over paranormal, it's like, y'all I'm just going to we're we're in a in a around the Miami River with all these estuaries, all the underground rivers, and everything else, and creeks feeding the river and stuff. Of course, you're going to have them things go off. You're going to find the underground water. They're like, no, nah, it's for ghosts. I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's I've seen that done. I grew up watching that being done. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That you know, it's it's got to be something to do with uh, you know some kind of magnetism or or something that's associated with the the surrounding area, uh, compacted area around the water. And I'll have to ask your son because that's above my pay grade. I don't yeah. go that way. <laughs> uh, <coughs> but like I said, he's he's very scientific minded, and you know he's into all this weird stuff as well as I. Um, but he does have a little bit more jaded view on a lot of these things than I do. And he always tries to, um, I wouldn't say he, he's always, he doesn't always think everything is bullshit, but he, I think he requires a little bit more, uh, a little bit more information than I do before he, he jump makes that, that leap to say, okay, I believe in this. Now he went down to, uh, Waverly Hills, and he saw a, a numerous amount of shadow figures moving around in in one of the rooms on the on the floor they were on. Um, so you know he when it comes to talking about that kind of spirituality uh, or the spiritual nature of of um, shadow people or or spirits, he's actually seen it. He still, to this day, will be like, I, I saw it, and yeah, that's what it looked like, but I don't know that that was it. You know? that, that, it's like me and your son would get along really well because that's what I always say. I, 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 like I said earlier, I'll tell you what I experienced what I saw, and I know what I felt. You can either believe me or not believe me. Yeah. I can't explain it. Uh, I can't tell you. I will never tell you that I saw a ghost because I don't know really what a ghost is. Nobody really does. I, I experienced something visually that I could not explain, can't figure out. This is what happened. Take it for what it is, but you're not take you're not going to take it for me. You're not going you're not going to chastise me and, and belittle me and try to talk down to me and make me think that I'm going to change my story because it's not going to happen. I know what I experienced, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not. That's that's your problem with it, not mine. Yeah, that's your acceptance of it, not mine. What do you What do you think about you know? Like I had, I think it was my very first episode. I spoke with a demonologist. Uh, who worked out of the Kalamazoo, Michigan area. And, um, 
he was associated with the uh, the Catholic Church and and all that. Um, mm. Which Catholic Church? The actual true Catholic <laughs> Church. I, 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 who, I who knows? But they're. Yeah, there's some that's not actually recognized by the actual diocese. Right. Um, but I guess the point I was going to get at, and I can't quantify any of the answers for the, the you know, for what church it was or anything. Um, I, suppose I, I suppose I could if I went back and re-listened to it, but I'm not going to do that. Um, he was talking about EVP specifically. And, you know, EVPs are considered by the church to be a form of divination. And they can't, they're not supposed to do that. Um, but he, he would, he said that he actually became addicted in a negative way to capturing EVPs. Have you ever, have you ever ran into anybody who was so, so hell bent on, on getting, you know, types of evidence from these places that that you could see it was affecting them in a negative way. Um, yeah, I've seen people become pretty much obsessed with the location or, or with a certain spirit that they think is following them around and things. Yeah, I've seen that. And, and it's, it is a, a problem, but then, then it's no different than in alcoholism or anything else. If you allow it to become an obsession, anything's a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> I know somebody that I absolutely have so much love and respect and trust in, and I'm not Catholic in any way, shape, or form, in no way. But uh, you ever heard of Reverend uh, Bishop Christina Rake? Yes. You ever see her book? I have not. Yeah, she's got a book called God. And the Paranormal Part One: Mediums, Ghosts, and the Bible Afterlife in the Bible. Uh, why I say that is because she has dedicated her life to theology. In fact, she had got a degree in theology before she ever started pursuing being a, a, a priest or pastor. What? How are the ranks go up? I don't know. I'm not right. Catholic. Yeah, but uh, I know. I trust her, and and I don't say that about a lot of people. I have, and I'll tell anybody, I have trust issues, but most of us do. Most of us, especially our ages, have trust issues because sure. we've had people tell, yeah, I'll do that for you, buddy, and they, you know <laughs> you know, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, just call me when you need to move. I'll help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got <laughs> you. I'll help you, and you, you know, I can't quite right? So, but she is one of the most upfront, honest people that I've ever met in my life, whether you, no matter what you're talking about with her, she will bluntly say it. And, and that's what I like about it. But I, I respect that with people. I don't give a shit. If you say something I know I'm not going to like, I respect the hell of you for saying it and saying it flat out and not beating around the bush. Yeah. I just, I love that approach to life. It makes it so much easier to me. So can you, can, in a nutshell, can you, uh, can you kind of surmise what her, what her thoughts on all this stuff is? It talks about mediumship because she is a medium. She is a psychic medium. She talks about all those things, and, and she quotes the parts of the Bible where it talks about doing those things and, and how it's been misinterpreted. And Because 
says it all right with me. King James Version. He's the guy that painted, had it interpreted the way he wanted to have it interpreted. Sure. And they've left out 40-some, they've now found out they've left out like 45 books of the Bible, yeah. the original Bible. So what we're reading now is tainted big time. So, And when you do start getting into those other 40 books, you start you start realizing that there's some supernatural shit going on that that Absolutely. is is more mind blowing than than watching any of these uh, these ghost hunting shows on TV. There there's some. I tell you what, if that stuff happened, holy exactly. shit! Exactly, and that's that's what I'm saying. That, that I, I'm not knocking religion. I, I I think it's a wonderful thing for people, uh, but I'm knocking how the people some of the people have manipulated it to control and profit off of people. Yeah. That's not what it's meant to be. It's meant to uplift. It's meant to support. It's meant to help. It's not meant to be a, a money-making scheme or how to control people's thoughts and what they should wear and how they should dress and who they should like. And That's not how it was originally meant to be. Right. So I have that issue there. And so like I said I have trust issues. So I don't mean to say any derogatory about the gentleman you were talking about. He's probably actually one of the greatest guys. But I do have a problem with some of the people that I know that's got demonology degrees that they went on someplace and and they got online and they became an online minister and then they took an online class for two or three weeks and now they're a demonologist. Sorry, but there's truly demons out there. You can't do shit. You really don't have the training or the knowledge base for that. And if there's truly demons out there assaulting a family in a home, you're not getting it. Yeah. You're not job done. And, and I've always said that. If if I ever, ever, ever go into a home or a residence to help somebody and I have the inkling idea that there's a demon in that place and somebody in that place is possessed by a demon, you know what I'm doing? I'm calling somebody. I'm calling Christina Frank. I'm calling. I don't give a shit because I am not qualified for that. For me to stay there and think that I can help that family is just my ego. Right. It is the job. I can investigate. I can make a, a determination. And somebody with more knowledge could come in and say, you know what? I see what you thought that, but this is why it's not. And good for the family. But if there's truly a demon in a place, Jay's fat ass is out. <laughs> I am not qualified for that job. I don't blame you. I would I be too. <laughs> I respect my knowledge base. It's not, it's not about me. It's about getting that person the help that they need. Get them the help that they need. And if, if you're not it, you're not it. Yeah. If you put yourself in a situation, that's like saying that me and you go go inside of a bear's den and try to and try to save somebody else. We're not qualified to fight a bear. We're getting our asses kicked too. So now instead of having one victim, you got three. Good job. Way to go there, buddy. Smart thinking. Sorry, my 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 uh, smart ass side's coming out, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> now. Going back earlier in the conversation, you said uh, that that your wife and your niece got you into uh, the paranormal stuff, and you said that she had gifts and abilities. Um, so, when you would when you would see her um, abilities uh, come to light, were you were you because you said you didn't believe you didn't believe it. Uh, or you would make fun of her. Were you, were you just were you just cl- were you just closing yourself off to it, or or did you did you see it and go like, holy shit, that's weird? But I'm just gonna laugh this off. Exactly. Uh, my son, we moved. We we bought my grandmother's house after she. 
my son was born uh, in April of 99. My grandmother died in August of 99. So he, he saw her when he came home from the hospital. And, you know, I saw her for a few months. She saw him and stuff. But he has no memory of her. Well, he was a year year old, year and a half old when we bought her house and moved into it. So he's walking, about a little, maybe a few months, whatever, about a year or so. He's really walking and talking a little bit. And he comes out of his bedroom, which was had to be her bedroom. He came out of her bedroom laughing and giggling. And I'm like, what's so funny, buddy? His great grandma funny. My wife just looks at me because I told you something was here. So what are you gonna say now? I said, I, she goes, What do you think about all this now? I was like, that's not my problem. She goes, What do you mean it's not your problem? I said, if my grandmother is here and she wanted me to know that she was here, she would visit me. She's visiting him. Not my problem, not my visit, not my business. And that's, that's how I was. <laughs> it was that simple for me. If they wanted my attention, they'd come talk to me. You're not talking to me? Not my problem. Hands off. Gotta go. They're not hurting. He thinks it's fun. They're playing. They're having a good time. So what's what's any of my concern? Yeah. I'm out. So I was completely dismissive. I'd make a joke about it, walk the hell away from it. Say if y'all if it gets bad or gets scary, call me because that's that I can help them maybe. But they're having a good time and it's a great grandmother visiting her great grandson. And obviously she's not visiting me, so it's none of my business. So I stayed out of it. I just I laugh about it, joke about it, walk away. Done. <laughs> has that has that been something that's uh, that's shown itself throughout the years? Uh, my my son shut it off when we moved into the post town school. There was so much going on there all the time with him being able to see things and stuff that he he completely shuts it down now. He he talks about it every once in a while with his mom, and he'll freak his friends out by saying stuff, and they're like, "Oh, boy, and it'll happen." And they're like, I don't know what's wrong with him. He just, you know, they, they love it, but it freaks him out. So, you know, he just, he, but because that also being accepted and he's, you know, 23 or the age of 15 and 14 and 15 and 23, you want to be accepted by the people that you're around. You don't want to be the odd guy out. So he kind of suppressed it for a long time, but he's, he's opening up more about it now. But yeah, I just, I leave, I let them two go. I, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't have those abilities. And, and I don't want them. I, I opened up to it for a little while and we were here at the house and we were sitting outside and I, I had a beer too. Come inside, I was going to get another beer and go to the bathroom and stuff. And I looked down the hallway and I saw a guy. I can describe him. He had about six one six two, blonde hair down to his shoulder, straight blonde hair, but white button down shirt on, tan slacks, tennis shoes, standing there in the hallway. Wouldn't blow in our house. But I could kind of see that it wasn't an actual person. It was, I could kind of, I knew it wasn't an actual person. So I went on into the bathroom. I come out, and he's still standing there. And I grabbed my beer and went back out to the bonfire. And looking at my wife, she's like, you look awful weird. And I told her what I saw, exactly what I saw. Her and my son. <laughs> my, my son goes, so what are you going to do about it? I said, not a damn thing, son. He said, you're into the house. He ain't up here visiting me. I sleep well. I'm done. He's not hurt anything. He's not bothering anything. He's just standing there. And he's not in my room, so he's right by your room. Deal with it. <laughs> I'm out. I don't want to see you. I'm done. Now you say. Now you say you shut it off. I I don't know why it happened that time. I don't know if it's something I had control of. Maybe I was just relaxed. Maybe with all the experiences that we had, that that it was maybe it was just that he was here because he knew Teresa and, and Hunter could communicate with him, and I just had to be the dumbass who walked into the door at the time. I I don't know. I just know that I'm like if there's a way to shut this thing off and never happen again, let's put up a barrier or whatever. I'm I'm, I'm I don't I don't want that ability. I don't. I don't want to see, I have like 13 person I stuck in my head. 12 of them don't like me. And I don't know which one. I don't need somebody else's stuff in my head too. Cause I got enough in my own brain. 
with my ADHD and everything else. No, I don't. I don't need to be seeing and hearing things from other people that ain't in this head. <laughs> There's enough rattle brains in there without other people rattle brains in there. I don't need that. <laughs> hey, before we uh, before we end this, what's your? Uh, you know, I mean, you're. We talk about the the umbrella of of uh, paranormal. And yeah. for me, for me, that covers everything, you know, that covers Sasquatch, Bigfoot, cryptids, Mothman, all that stuff from UFOs through, uh, urban legends, uh, not, not so much urban legends, but, um, uh, maybe I'm urban, good. urban mythology. Um, I, I, I still disagree with you on the urban legend part too. Say that again. I can't disagree with you on saying that about the urban legend part because you follow any legend back and you follow it back and follow it back and follow it back and follow it back. There's an inkling of truth somewhere that got it all started. It's finding that inkling of truth. That's fair enough. Yeah. I'll agree with that. I guess when, when I hear the word urban legend, I think of something that is, um, more, more recent in the, um, in the, using it in terms of like, like the social media type stuff, you know, like things you'll see on TikTok or, or on Instagram, you know? Um, so well, it, it, that's fair enough. I'll, 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 I have to agree with you to some extent yeah, on that. But damn it. Now that you said like that, I see where you're coming on that from it. So that's what good thing about discussion. Cause it would, it would be like, okay, there's a, a ghost light in, in around uh, Oxford, Ohio. And the story is now there's somebody back in the sixties. He was, his girlfriend, him was going to elope and run away, and she's a flash to Porsche light. And he fired up his motorcycle, was going to come pick her up, but he wrecked and got killed before he got to the house. And 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 if you follow that story back, it actually goes back further than that. That it was it was a young man on a horse back, and he had a lantern with him, and the lantern went out, and he hit a tree limb and broke his neck. And then it goes further back than that that it was somebody that was that when they were selling the area that that they were coming in at night and they were attacked by the Indians and, and they were massacred and all this. And so that now is like you said, that's more of a myth because you can right. follow it back and see how the story has changed over the generations. So I see where he's talking about how an urban legend would be a newer one and the myth would be where you could follow it back to where see how it's progressed over the years. Yeah. So, you know, to I me, guess, to me, an urban like, legend would be something on, in the, in the lines of, um, let's say like slender man. Okay. Yeah. Um, I agree. You win, <laughs> you know, but you know, I've, I've had this conversation with some, some people and I've heard, I've heard other people have this conversation in, in different shows and stuff like that. And, you know, it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about, are we manifest, are we, are we manifesting what we see? And, you know, like, so do you, do you put any credence behind the idea that if enough people are are thinking about or speaking about let's say slender man for instance um do you think that something like that it's possible to manifest that out of nothing or breathe it into life as a lot of people say yeah i i think so because you're putting that energy out there you're focusing that energy into, into something it's no different than the charlie charlie or anything and and any of the urban legends, like I said, it started out with well, maybe an inkling of truth and how it built up from there. It, it manifests and it changes it. And it's, it's true and real for that generation. And as that story changed, 
it became true and real for that next generation because yeah. it was associated with what it went from a, a, a covered wagon to a horseback to a motorcycle. So it, it, it progressed. So is the light, the light still being seen though through all that time? It's still disappearing around the same spot. So is it just all those stories have made that people's imagination and, and concentration of that energy manifest and happen because, and then for them to experience it very well, possibly. I've wondered, you know, if, if you have enough people talking about, as like you said, breathing life into this, if you have enough people talking about a specific subject and there's enough, at some point there's enough intent behind the thoughts and the, and the spoken words about this thing. Um, would that not also be akin to a ritual, you know, because rituals are designed to, uh, you know, you say a specific phrase or uh, uh, several fa- phrases together in order to conjure, you know. So it, it makes me wonder, you know, I mean, it's so far fetched, but if there's enough people thinking about Godzilla, you know, <laughs> could we actually bring something that would look like Godzilla? You know, that's hard. That's hard to wrap your head around, and it sounds ridiculous. But, but is it? Is it? Are you talking about actually manifesting in a physical form? Because none of these things are actually in a physical form because nobody's actually captured it or had any control of it. It's always been something that you've visually seen or took and recorded on a camera. That's so true. It's if you're talking about manifested in an absolute physical form that Godzilla would actually physically come out of the water and and walk about and all stuff. I no, but people to say that they experienced something coming out of the water and it, and it made a big foot imprint on the thing and it can't explain. Yeah. That's that, that, that I could see because that would be that, that manifestation of your mental imaging. And, and, and when, when, uh, one of the, one of the things me and Kelly always say about that is, am I experiencing manifestation or am I manifesting experience? What used to get me about that is, is I would always try to figure out which one it was. And Kelly Buster Hart got me to accept it by saying, she goes, does it really matter? Does it matter which way it is? Because one way you've just experienced this wonderful thing that manifests in front of you, and that's absolutely amazing and awesome. The other way, your mind was so powerful that it created what you wanted to see and feel and hear. And isn't that just as amazing? Wow, that's that's a great <laughs> statement right there. Can't you just accept it for the experience that you just had? Why does it have to be one or the other? Why can't it just be experienced for what it is? And accepted for what it is. She's a very smart lady. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, she's wonderful. She's walked the Camino and everything else. Yeah, she by herself. She walked the Camino. Really? Yeah, she's an amazing lady. Used to be the resident paranormal person at the Stanley Hotel for several years. I mean, just absolutely amazing lady. That's awesome. Just wonderful to talk to. What? Uh, let's end this with some UFO talk. What do you what do you think about the uh, the uh, the sudden resurgence and and apparent admission by uh, by our governments and other governments throughout the world uh, since twenty seventeen? It's about time. And, and there for a long time, I, it was like everything else. I didn't believe in UFOs either. But then I got thinking about it that even looking at it from a religious standpoint, if everything out there is created by God. Isn't it awful arrogant enough to think that we're the only 
intelligent, and I use the term intelligent loosely. <laughs> there. Yeah, it, it is. It is very arrogant for us to think that. It's seed on our part. That to me, that is extremely arrogant to, to think that we're the only. No matter how you look at it, from which angle, that we would be the only thing in all these universes and galaxies and suns and planets, the only thing of intelligent out there. And, and I, like I said, I use that word intelligent kind of loosely because I've seen some of the shit that I've done over the years. <sighs> do you think, what do you think, you know, as far as, you know, we spent upwards of 70 years with our government hiding it and misinforming people and making people that are having these experiences seem like they were crazy and, and doing everything they could do to, to keep this under wraps. What do you, why do you think now, why do you think now they, they've finally just. Because there's a huge shift in this planet right now and they're absolutely losing control. Religion is a wonderful thing, but it's been misused as a control mechanism, a money mechanism, they're the the lawyer major religions are losing people right and left. Their 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 numbers are dwindling like crazy at a, an alarming rate, and they know that they're not. Why would why would the Catholic Church need to have a giant telescope out in what is it Nevada? Uh, either Nevada or Utah. They need to watch. Yeah, I think it's Utah. Why do they need to watch the sky so prevalently for what? Yeah. If there's out there and we're the only intelligent thing out there that God created. Why are, why are they so worried about watching space so tight and closely? You know, and what was it? Uh, maybe, I don't know if it's been 10 years yet, but you know, let's say within the last 10 years, uh, whatever Pope was, was in office at the time, um, basically came out and, and said that if, if we were to experience aliens, that we should understand that they have a soul just like, just like we do. Yeah. So what a, what a odd one-off thing to hear from, you know, the, the head of the Catholic church. But, but like I said, the, the people are getting so far away from those things and so far away from being told what to believe and how to believe. And, and, and even being acknowledged that our own religions have denied us 45 books of our own religious text, And, and we know for a fact that it's been misinterpreted countless times and we know for a fact all these things, and, and, and we're, we're just tired. Of and the common person is getting tired of being let in control. And I think they're accepting that, that if they want to have some semblance of order and any kind of control or power, that they're going to have to be more, more forthcoming with us. If not, we're just going to involve everything they got to say because we know for a fact that X amount of time you guys have lied to us. You admitted that you lied to us. So now you're going to start the truth and we're not going to believe a damn thing you say. You'll have no experience with us. So they have to do something. Or they can't maintain the facade of any form of power or any kind of control. It has to change. Yeah, we're uh, we're a mess right now. That's for sure. Oh. Yeah, but I don't think we're. And like I said it earlier, I don't think we're nowhere near as big of a mess as what they're making us believe. If you quit watching the mainstream media and you actually start looking at some of these other people who's putting out, there's you can watch videos of, of people doing great things and not just for clout. All day long, people are just giving it to each other and helping one another, and they're, they're, they're all over the place. They don't want to tell that story because that doesn't fit the narrative of control. That doesn't fit the narrative of, of pushing us to where they want us to be. 
And they, that's why they're doing those things, in my opinion, is because they're scared. They're, they're scared of losing that control because they know they're going to lose it. And I don't think it's going to be that far away. And I don't think it's going to be a big, great war that's going to have to take it all away from them either. He was just tired of being pushed around. It, it certainly does seem like that. It certainly seems like there is uh, something in the air. There's a massive need for change. And I think a lot of people are struggling with how that change is going to come about. But at some point, we're going to figure it out. But I look at diamonds. You go back to the De Beers, and they can show you exactly how that was such a, a big farce and debacle that diamonds were never involved with engagement rings. And they bought up all the diamonds and all the control of all their minds over there and, and jacked the prices up them and started saying, this is how you want to prove your love to somebody. It was a marketing campaign and people bought into it. People don't buy into it anymore. They don't give a shit. Diamonds are, they're not as, as much of a demand as it used to be because that whole tradition's died because people was realizing that they were played. They were lied to for profit. Yesterday was Father's Day. Do you really, do you, your honest opinion, do you really worry about whether your children are going to remember Father's Day? <laughs> or do you worry about whether they talk to you and when they want to and when they need to and when they when you want to? Exactly. Every day. Every day is Sweetest Day. Every day is Mother's Day. Every day is Grandparents' Day. If you honor and respect the people that you care about, that whole Hallmark holiday system is nothing but to play off human emotions for a profit. We know it. Right, yeah. We know it. The majority of us don't. If you want to get somebody that you care about something in your life, you're not going to wait till the counter to tell you when to go get it. You're going to go do it because you want to. Yeah. So they're losing that control. They're losing that facade. It's falling away. People's not buying it anymore. They're just not. They're tired of being manipulated, lied to, and used. I am. Oh, I know I am. I, I, I think the majority of the world is. That's why we don't. It's like what every. I've heard you guys say that bullshit before. We turn it off. We walk away. We go do what we're going to do. We have our own podcast. Podcast is changing it big time because now people's getting their own voice. They have their own voice. They have people that want to talk with them. Whether whether it's some crazy nut job with some wild ass conspiracy theory or whether it's not, it doesn't matter. They have an open venue and they have a way to reach the people that want to listen to them. And they don't have to rely on somebody else to give them that information. They have a place to have it out with themselves. Yeah. And it's a, it's a slippery slope because you have people out there that are merely repeating stuff that they've heard. Oh yeah. They're not using their own, their own minds. Um, it, it, there's a lot of people out there doing really great work. Um, and it, it scares me that I, I wonder just how, how much longer this is going to be a free, uh, a free avenue for, for people to have this, this liberty to, to, to talk about things like this. I wonder at what point, you know, cause I've got a friend of mine who is uh, now co-hosting a, a podcast uh, called uh, to kill the mockingbirds and uh, the gentleman that he is, he is now a co-host with um, he had his stuff yanked down off of YouTube and they just, they nuked him, you know, and, and he talks a lot about a lot of stuff that, you know, people don't want you to talk about. You know? So at what, at what point are we going to have to start abiding by uh, a, a set of rules in order to be able to keep doing this? They're, they're always going to try. They're always going to try to control. That's just the thing. They're always going to try to control. They're always going to try to manipulate. And we're always going to find. There's going to be somebody else that starts up another venue. That another kind of thing. Look at what Twitch. You ever work with Twitch? 
I, I know what it is through my son. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, see, when I first heard about it, I thought, oh, it's just for gamers. Well, it's not. They have a whole channel called IRL in real life, and it's for podcasts and things. Really? Twitch now is the old YouTube. How YouTube used to first start up, and it didn't take you too much to get affiliated, and then you could start making monetary stuff. Mm-hmm. I think you got to have like 50 followers. You got to have like uh, eight different shows in a month and 20 hours of viewers or something like that, or, and like 15 or 16 viewers at one time, and you're qualified as an affiliate. Now you're able to, to monetize your channel. Our LAP production channel, we're not monetized. So, and it's, they have whole things now for podcasts and things like that. It's just no longer a gamer thing anymore. That's what I'm saying. So if they do that with YouTube and and YouTube has changed these things drastically over the last several years, it makes it impossible to get monetized now. But Twitch is like, Hey, come over here. We'll help you. We'll make it easier for you. Now, once they get growing and get bigger and bigger and bigger, well, they turn up the, the qualifications and stuff. You know they're going to. YouTube is not like it used to be because the moment they started being able to get broadcast TV and broadcasting the NFL and all those huge corporate dollars, they now had to play by the system and play by the rules and play by the game. That's one thing I like about Kid Rock. He's he's They, they, they try their best to cancel culture him, and they can't because – he produces his own stuff. He records his own stuff. He has no corporate sponsors whatsoever. So the only way you can hurt somebody like that is to take away their their, their corporate sponsorships and all their money line. Well, guess what? He doesn't have any of that. Everything he's done in his last five or six albums, he's done himself. He's marketed him. He's recorded him. He's put him out in production. He's done it. Nobody else. Yeah. So you cancel culture somebody that you can't control. It's all about the control. It is all about the control. That's for sure. Yeah, just like when I first got involved with the Bigfoot community, and I'm, uh, I didn't even talk about that, but I'm actually one of the founding members of the North American Dogman Project. I was the tracker for the, for the Dog Boy uh, research team. Uh, when I first got involved with, with crypt and stuff out there, I had a theory that, okay, what if Bigfoot isn't an interdimensional traveler or an alien? What if he's an actual real creature? But what if he's what if he's here on this planet and we just don't see him? Like, what do you mean by that? So what if he's along with the fake folk and things? Oh, you're just trying to make it into a big fairy thing. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You're not listening to me. Did you watch Harry and the Hendersons? Anybody already saw Harry and the Hendersons and stuff? At the end of the movie, when they took Harry home, the mom and the child went stood up. They were right there the whole time. Yep. Right there the whole time, and they didn't see him. So they were blended in with their environment. What do we have in our that we make? A ghillie suit. What is that? That's us trying to imitate nature. Listen to yourself again. Us imitating nature. That means that nature already has it. We're trying to blend in with nature. We're trying to be just like it. So our arrogance say that there's nothing in nature that can hide from us like that. Then why are we trying to act like nature and hide in nature? That's just a redundancy of stupidity to me. You know, it's funny that you bring that scene up because um, I had just gone back uh, maybe a month and a half ago or so and rewatched it again. I watched it. Love it. A lot of times. Oh, yeah. And this last time that I watched it was the first time that I looked at that movie with a um, with a different perspective. There are a number of things that they address in that movie without calling attention to it. And that scene at the end was one of them. There was some there was some pretty significant information given to the the makers of that movie 
and and they put it in as a as a whimsical little thing yep. there at the end. Um, another thing is like when you when you go back and you look at uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There is a lot of information that rings very true when you watch that movie with what's actually coming out about these things now that are in our skies. You know? Yeah. So I think, I think all along, I think there's, I think there, you know, I have, I have one friend of mine who says they hide a lot of truth in, in the movies and stuff that the, that they're producing. And it, I used to take it with a grain of salt. I didn't disagree with it, but I wasn't really on board with it that much. But I think now, um, I think there are a lot of things that are, are being put into the movies that are, inf- are information that whether it's intended to help us or to draw attention to it. Um, well, look at the one Samuel L. Jackson movie that was made four or five years before nine 11. And he described and they're down that thing. The guy describes about how they're going to blow up the trade center. Um, exactly what happened pretty much. Yeah. But well, it was, for that matter, you go to, uh, what, what show is, um, what show is it the Simpsons that yeah. is that has been like almost prophetic as far as throughout the years, the number of things that they've shown as a joke and, and actually, you know, Trump is president and, and, and stuff like that. The, the, the similarities, the, the number of coincidences is it's, it's almost too much to ignore. Oh yeah, it is. It's amazing. But now we're getting the whole conspiracy side of things. That's yeah. a whole nother conversation. Yeah. He's not going forward about that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it, it's there's there's just too much going on, and it's it, it something's going to happen. But I don't think it's going to be as violent as what everybody thinks it is. I think that's I truly think that's what they want is people to react violently because then they could try to initiate their strategic response to it. Where if we do it peacefully, then it, they can't they can't attack them because then they're the bad guy, they're the aggressor. So. So it's a way of doing it intelligently. There truly is. Change can happen, but it's going to happen intelligently. It's not going to happen violently like I used to in the past. Do you put any uh, Do you put any credence behind the idea that this this sudden change of heart by the the governments of the world to talk about UFOs freely is uh, is to usher in a call it a, a false flag invasion? Um, that, that unites the whole world against one. Yeah, because there's been too many independent movies, Independence Day, look at all them. You know, we're, yeah. we're going to fight back, they're coming to conquer us all. Without even finding out what they're doing, we just I mean, we start attacking. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? You know, my son brought up an interesting thing. Uh, I think it was on the, the most recent Sasquatch Chronicles um, this week. He had... Uh, he didn't have a guest on. Wes Grimmer did not have, did not have a guest on, but he played um, <clears throat> he played about a half hour, forty five minutes worth of information. It was a um, a public speaking engagement of Robert Doty, who is very well known in the UFO community, yeah. uh, former military, and uh, he, some of the things that he talked about. You know, that's some pretty bold things that he's talking about. But my son said, you know. What, what, with everything that we're told about these things, doesn't it seem odd that they would crash, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, 
and it does. It, it seems like a very, if, if they're capable of utilizing wormholes or, uh, you know, anti-gravatic, gravatic, uh, propulsion is like, and then they crash. It's crashing the desert in Utah. That, that seems weird. <laughs> and, and I have to agree with them that that does yeah. seem weird, but yeah, he, I remember less than, uh, what I'm, I'm just I'm I'm right between Middletown. Middletown's right between Dayton and Cincinnati. So I'm I'm not even a twenty minute, twenty five minute drive. But I'm at I'm at Wright Pat Air Force Base, and all the UFO stuff they're supposed to have there. Yeah, and whatever we haven't seen none of it yet. I I keep asking. <laughs> <laughs> we go up every once in a while. Yeah. One one of my <laughs> listeners that I uh, I have a pretty good relationship through uh, texting back and forth uh, several times. He and uh, a friend of his went to Wright Patterson, and he was uh, he was quite surprised at the number of of UFO memorabilia you can pick up in their uh, in their gift shop now. Yep. Oh yeah, because there's supposed to be a hangar there, underground hangar there that's got all kinds of stuff in, just like Area 51. Right. So, but I've lived here all my life, and I've not seen anything yet. 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 <laughs> it's common. <laughs> I didn't look up unless there was something that's got that I could eat. <laughs> what hunting season? Or what? Yeah, I went up there. So. All right, my friend. We're at an hour and a half here. Jay, oh I, I appreciate sorry. it. Uh, no, no, sorry. Uh, we could go another hour and it wouldn't bother me, but I'm Why sure you I? got things to do too. Uh, I'm a black. I admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. Hey, before we go, uh, let everybody know where they can find out information about uh, Bodine again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They can find Bodine on LEP Productions, uh, YouTube, and uh, Facebook, and Instagram page. You can also, Bodine's also got his own Instagram and, and uh, Facebook page. Uh, we also do a podcast called Stirring the Pod every Tuesday on YouTube and Twitch channels for LEP Productions. It is adult themed and it is comedy, and we talk about anything and everything. There's nothing off limits, so if you're easily offended, don't join us. <laughs> I, I have uh, I have been a part of a couple of those uh, via their uh, via their messaging <laughs> while doing the show, and I can uh, I can attest to the fact that that is not something you want to listen to without earbuds at work, and you certainly no. don't want to listen to it in front of your children. <laughs> No, because we can get into a discussion. We try to maintain stability, but if we get into a discussion and it gets to where your emotions are involved and where it takes you, we we want that. We want people, but we also want people to participate in the chat room because we want it to be a discussion. And nobody will ever be talked down to or talked bad to or belittled or hollered at or cast out because we won't allow it. If if somebody gets bullying somebody else, they'll have to bully one of us because we'll definitely step in. Like I said, I... I'll fight every bully I can fight verbally, whatever, especially verbally now, basically I'm too old to fight any other way, but, but yeah, we just, we don't tolerate that because life is about change and the way we find change is if we actually find what our, what our commonalities are instead of our differences. It's easy to find it. What's once one of our favorite saying? It's easy to be a part of the problem. All you got to do is nothing. Step up and be a part of the solution. Right. Exactly. So and we do it every Tuesday night at 9 PM Eastern. Like I said, on LEP Productions Twitch and YouTube channel. Well, probably just on the Twitch channel because we've got affiliate. But uh, you can also find anything we're doing. We got we got movies that we're in production with and stuff. And SquatchGQEnergyDrinks.com. You can also find SquatchGQEnergyDrinks on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So go and Bodine's on all that stuff. You can see him, support him by getting you some energy drinks. You even get the little uh, 
squat shots. They're calling the uh, squat GQ energy squat shots. The little shots for five hour energy drink yeah. life. He's got squat shots out there even. So, man, he's something else. We're working on getting him in your local stores. Uh, we're, we're in talks with Walmart, 7-Eleven, and several other uh, chain stores and things like that to get him to everybody's publicly so that we can get, don't have to buy him by the cases, but soda pop, and we're working on snacks. So, Bodie's busy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little entrepreneur. He is. I'm just riding his His family's going to be upset that they kicked him out. Yeah, yeah, they are, because like I said, I'm riding, I'm riding on them bibs. He, he loves him bib overall, so I'm... I'm, I'm I'm hanging on to him because I'm going to get where he goes. He's the man. Jay, thanks so much for taking the time and being with us tonight. Oh, thanks for putting up with me. I appreciate the heck out of it. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. Have a good night. Thank you. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your experience. So email me at contact.uncomfortable at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, then leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Share the show with your friends. Share the show on social media. Make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. All at Uncomfortable Podcast. And until next week, my friends, stay uncomfortable. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.